the City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hey, everybody. This is Casey Fields, your Municipal Advocacy Manager at the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Welcome to this week's podcast. We've got a lot to get to. Yet again, I'm not creative with my guests, so uh, welcome back, Scott Slatton. So boring. I know, the it is. It is so every Every week. week. Yes. Every week. You, I've, I've got to, I'm going to work on this. You've got me until the business license bill passes. How about um, that? And then I'll have you for something else. Well, so we'll start bringing in some more guests. I'll, I'll work on that. Maybe some local celebs. Maybe like, some Bravo celebrities. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. First of all, let me give everybody a quick update. The General Assembly met in regular session last week. The Senate only met on Tuesday, on Wednesday and Thursday. They did not meet on Tuesday. The Senate Finance Committee took time last week on to hear from the Department of Administration, from Nextera Energy, a utility that wants to buy Santee Cooper, and Dominion, the local utility that wants to manage Santee Cooper on those options. So they were they were very busy doing that. The House met on the floor in regular session and the House Ways and Means Committee completed its work on the budget last Thursday. A couple of quick updates before Scott and I get into the business license bill update, which I know that's what everybody is interested in. The zero millage bill, we've been working on this bill for years. A couple of years, yeah. <clears throat> um, but S227 if everybody remembers last year, the Senate passed this bill and it has been in the House Ways and Means Committee since last session, since the 2019 session. Then it was passed out and now it is on the contested calendar where it has been on the floor, on in the, the floor house, yeah. in the House for a while. Yes. Last week, the House, they were running through bills on the contested calendar, some taking up, some debating, some not. Senate Bill 227, they decided to adjourn debate until March 17th. And there's and that's okay because right. it's, since it's a Senate bill, we don't have to worry about crossover. So it, it has it's, already crossed yeah, over. Yeah, it's already crossed over. It's so it still has a a good chance to get some action on it prior to Sunny Die in May. Right. Yep. So that's just to keep keep that on everybody's radar. We'll be watching that closely, of course, on March 17th and after to see if we can get that. To the finish line. Yeah, Representative Roger Kirby from Lake City is the champion for that bill. It's Senator Mike Gambrell's bill from Anderson, but Representative Kirby, of course, had a House companion bill to it, and since the Senate bill got across before Representative Kirby's bill got to the House floor, Representative Kirby's just grabbed that mantle, and, and he's really Correct. working it. So Correct. those of you who might be listening in your city or town doesn't have property tax millage and you need some millage going forward, we would uh, urge you to reach out to your House member and ask that that bill get a, uh, a second reading on March the 17th. Approximately how many cities and towns do not have? There are 60 cities and towns across the state that don't have property taxes. Okay. Most of those are very small and mm -hmm. probably will never need or want property taxes, but there are a couple that have a need for it now. Pelzer comes to mind, for instance, right. Edgefield, in, in Anderson it, County. They've been Edgefield, working on it. Yeah, yep. so... You know, there's a couple of places that need that uh, additional revenue, and uh, this would be a way to ensure that it is, in fact, legal for them to put millage on. Okay, great. So now I want to move on to the budget. So y'all know that every we are very in the very early stages of the state budget, but moving right on time. 
The House Ways and Means Committee adopted its version of the budget last week. A couple of things to note for cities and towns. If y'all remember last year, the legislature passed the change in the local government fund formula, and it's a forward-looking formula instead of a back-looking formula. Well, according to the formula, the House Ways and Means Committee budget fully funds the local government fund according to the new formula. Which this year was an increase of 5% over last year, which is the maximum increase that cities and counties can get through the new local government fund formula. So, so the new base amount for that is $245.4 million. So that's, I think that's a great thing moving forward. Cities know what they're going to get. Right. And since a lot of them are already working on their budgets, I think it's important. That reliability is what we've always been going yeah, the, for. Yeah, the, the 5% this year, the additional 5% represents $11.6 million in new money for cities and towns. And counties get the other the other 83%. Right. The, the budget also continues to include that 1% credit. For employers' retirement system contributions, this has been ongoing for several years now. There was $10 million included in non-recurring funds, which means this is a one-year amount. That provides a match for FEMA funds for Hurricane Dorian. And the non-recurring PTS money is not included in this version of the budget. That money is usually included in the Senate version. Yeah, that PTSD money is in place of cities and towns having to cover potentially workers' comp claims for uh, PTSD claims from from public safety workers in particular. It's disappointing that the House did not put that money in there, but yes, the Senate, we hope, will include that. Right. And I w- what I would say about that those funds is firefighters, the fire service in particular, has made good use of those funds, mm-hmm. but the law enforcement community has not. We need to, if there's need for it in your community, really need to encourage those public safety workers to take advantage of this program, mm-hmm. not only because it, you know, to help them with with dealing with their uh, right. with their trauma, PTSD. but yeah. but also to to demonstrate to the general assembly that this is a good program that needs to continue being funded going forward. There were um, a couple of provisos. There were a lot of provisos that are included in the budget. There were two that we want to highlight that could possibly have a negative effect on cities. And one prohibits cities from ticketing metered parking spaces past 6 p.m. And the another proviso exempts certain residential homes with solar panels. They exempt that from property taxes. Here's what I need everybody to do if you're listening. Melissa Harrell on our staff, she covers the budget and she is getting information from cities about these two provisos so she can share that with budget writers. Her contact information is mharrell, M-H-A-R-R-I-L-L, at M-A-S-C dot S-C. You can also find her information on the website, which is... www.masc.sc. And you can also call her at 803-933-1251. Make sure you get Melissa that information. I know she's emailed some folks, and she, she needs your information so she can pass that along. Now, we get to the business at hand, literally, no pun intended. Maybe there was a pun intended. The business of business licensing. The business of business licensing. So this is a good update. Yeah. This is a good update. Yeah. Um, Is this the, this is the furthest we have gotten a pro-business, pro-city standardization bill. 
Is that correct? Yes, I would. So a few years ago, a business license bill that was largely uh, detrimental to cities and towns made it out onto the House right. floor and onto the House calendar. But once it got there, it got recommitted to committee. So that effectively killed it. That was not a good bill. This is a good bill, House Bill 4431, as amended by the subcommittee two weeks ago and then as amended again for some additional tweaking by the full House LCI committee last Tuesday, but a those, week ago tomorrow. Those amendments in full, as it is on the floor, those are good amendments. They're yes. positive. They do not directly affect well, cities. Well, they, yeah, they didn't necessarily harm cities. The, the subcommittee amendment from two weeks ago did not contain any language that would that restricted or d that restricted how the third party revenue collection companies were to be paid and there was some pushback from the business community because of that omission and so full house LCI amended the subcommittee amendment to put language back into the bill that would restrict how these third party revenue collectors can be paid. Specifically, okay. it prohibits them from being paid on a contingency or success basis. And I, I want to make sure that this is just as understandable and clean and clear as we can. Mm -hmm. We are supporting House Bill 4431 as amended by the full House Labor, Commerce, and Industry Committee. As the, the bill stands today, on, that will, is on the House calendar starting tomorrow, we su fully support the bill. Okay. Fully support the bill. If, if that bill is amended with an amendment on the floor, that would create problems for cities and towns we would have to oppose it. Yes. If, okay. the, if the bill is amended on the floor that in a way that would negatively affect cities and towns, right. then we will change our change our position. And of course, that was something that we stated in the subcommittee hearing two weeks ago that, look, we support the bill that the, the amendment that you have in front of the subcommittee and that got reported out to the full, I, I testified and said, look, we support it as it's written. But, of course, our support, obviously, is contingent upon it staying clean. We want right. a good, clean bill. And, right. and, I, and I said very clearly to the subcommittee, look, I'm not, I'm not saying this as a threat. I'm just saying I'm telling you that right. we, we like what it is. Honest. We want yeah. you to understand that if this thing gets messed with mm -hmm. in a negative way, then that would change our position of That's support. Right. So, so um, we, need, we need everybody to contact the, your House members on, in your delegation and tell your House members that cities and towns support House Bill 4431 as it currently stands, and that in, in 4431, it has standardization language yep. that is fair for all. Absolutely. Standardization is fair for all in the bill as presented. All the conversations that I had with uh, legislators last week, House members last week, were very positive. They were very pleased with our effort and our work to help get the bill to where it is. And in fact, on th last Thursday, the State Chamber of Commerce put a letter of support into each of the members at their desks saying that they now support House Bill 4431 and encouraged legislators to vote in house members to vote in favor of the bill when they get the opportunity and said in their letter that they were going to be grading 
House members no on on, uh, on their vote. So, so part of the members' report card is the vote on forty four thirty one. I would assume so. So well, they are well, the that business. That may be a unanimous vote. Then. Well, I hope so, and and it, it's good that they have have gotten behind the bill as it's written, and uh, with with our support, I. I don't see any obstacles going forward. Now, that doesn't mean that there won't be. But, that's right. Uh, that's right. And you never know yeah. until it gets passed. But we are looking possibly this week for action. This week. Yeah, in this fact. This week. And, and we have to remember what, what the speaker said two weeks ago on the floor that the business license tax reform bill was one of only four priorities that he wanted to get done before the end of the session. And so this might be the first one that he gets done. And I know that this week, House Ways and Means, they will start meeting to do their due diligence with the report from Department of Administration on Santee Cooper. So that could cut some floor time, but the House calendar is not that full. So I believe they'll want to get to their business and try to take care of it before they get right. clogged up with the budget and, and in it, several weeks. And in my view, it would be easy for them to do that, seeing as there doesn't appear to be today right. any opposition to the bill as right. written. Right, right. Remember every... Uh, well, let me let me say. Okay, let me, let, right. me Let me mention right. this. Now... Go ahead. I say there's no opposition. I've had lots of conversations also with a good number of city officials over the last week since the... Subcommittee reported that bill out uh, two week a week ago, week and a half ago or so. Had lots of good conversations with city officials who say, "Look, hey, you know, we support you, but there's some things that we need to work on on this bill. We need to do some fine tuning. Absolutely, we we understand that. We are working on that as we speak. And so, once the bill if once the bill gets out of the House, of course, it's got to go to the Senate where it'll start that the, the legislative process on that side of the of the General Assembly." where we'll have the opportunity to make changes and adjust it for good changes, right, things that, right. the, that the House will would, would agree to, I'm right, certain. Right. Um, but by no means do, uh, do we want city officials to think that this is the end-all, be-all, this is the final version, because we will do some fine-tuning and make it an even better bill than it is today. And, and Scott, the, the timetable we're kind of looking at, the House has plenty of time to to pass this bill out before crossover in April. Yeah. And once that's done, we'll have another month. You know, but but once the House passes it, we have more than enough time in the Senate Absolutely. that we can take to to work through it and, and get it through. And so we think, and I feel really good about where we are in this process. And conversation yeah, and conversations that we've had with senators indicates that this is something that they like to get done too. Right. So, right. Uh, that's wonderful. We can. That's listen, I I would love to have a standardization bill. Absolutely. Remember, you can always access the bills that were introduced last week and bills that received action from a subcommittee or a committee last week in our tracking system. If you're not already following Melissa and Scott on Twitter, they live tweet from the State House, so you can always see what's going on in up-to-the-minute action. And listen next week for, hopefully, good news from business licensing and anything else that's going on. I'll prob I guess I'll probably have Scott back. I mean I I mean I don't I don't know what else I'm gonna do. I won't know what to do with my time during this period of my week without being on the show, but you uh, know, listen, I'm, I'll I'm find have something to, to do. I'll I'll take it up with my producer, you know. I mean he runs the show. That's right. He um he manages the talent and I just make suggestions, man. That's all I can do. <laughs> Thanks everybody for listening. We'll talk to you next week. 
The City Quick Connect podcast is one of several ways the Municipal Association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www.masc.sc and stay up to date with the association's latest happenings on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.